Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, m.starkspowell. I'll be running the ball ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. This episode, I think it's just important to cover most of the recent news, and we might touch up a little bit of a dynasty player kind of transitioning towards the clutch shot, we can also say, is Jonathan Isaac. Um, So, That is something that we are going to definitely jump into in Orlando and obviously with the playoffs looming around the corner, the regular season that we're going to, I guess you could say the restart of the season, uh, July 30th, we're looking forward to. Uh, But if you guys haven't already, make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com, join the mailing list, join as a member for free. Uh, It helps our brand to continue to grow. Make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Review it. Five-star ratings if you have iTunes. The whole shebang. We're available in pretty much all podcast formats. Uh, Also, share share the wealth and share the word to people uh, about us and as well. Um, The YouTube channel is sometimes on and off, but subscribe to that as well too. I guess that's pretty much it. But with that said, I am ready to take people on for the ride. And I think the biggest news that we need to just go ahead and automatically touch up on is the Bradley Bill will not be a part of the restart of the regular season. As we were talking about in the last episode, you know, there was just there was inklings and talks that Bradley Bill may not potentially come back for the season. And lo and behold, I don't I guess it's sad to say I don't blame Bradley Bill not playing. Uh, for Washington, you know, in the last episode, we were just talking about hopefully he doesn't come back and he drops like another 40 point game, 50 point game. And it's in vain. Right. Because it's like Washington wouldn't be strong enough, even if they made the playoffs. But with that said, as players that we've talked about and at least even what I mentioned, you know, we're going to see players like Troy Brown uh, soak up some of the usage rate from him. Uh, along with other players, you know, another player that I've we've I've always talked about that I've loved. He's not like a a, a nine cat killer, which is Rui Hachimura. We like to call him Orochimaru here, but he is a point. He's pretty much like a what is it like a meat and potatoes guy. He's a points and rebounds guy. He's not going to give you too much anything else. But uh, Rui Hachimura, I, I think he's a player that we need to look at. If he's he's probably the main guy that's going to take a nice little bit of a usage rate, uh, and that's something to desire for for him. I mean, that's what he relies on. So that said, but those two in particular, Troy Brown. But in deeper dynasty formats, also like we were talking about, Gary Payton III, and we're just going to see a collective amount of players in particular um, in Washington, but. As far as Bradley Bill, I'll say this: I wasn't, I what, I didn't know that this he had a shoulder injury. So, uh, you know, this is something to kind of look at, and maybe it was just his conditioning. Sometimes I wouldn't say the NBA tries to lie on players, you know, if they're not, if they're, you know, not really injured or not. But that's something we need to look at, right? But I, I don't blame Bradley Bill uh, not playing. So. If he's really not hurt, I guess that's kind of me. What is what's the word? Am I being facetious? Is that the right word? I, I don't know. May, but hopefully that Bradley Bill is going to be fine. But let's move forward into the next part here in this news. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, COVID, he, he's got it. And we're just basically hitting off the hot off the press on players that it will contribute in his absence, right? So the Nets... Right now, it looks like they have a chance 
Well, they are in the playoff run, but let's just be honest. I mean, we know it's a, a different situation in the NBA, and we've talked about that any team that I believe there's going to be a team that's going to be weird in the playoffs that may do better than what we're accustomed to because this is a whole different scenery with players playing on the court in Miami or, or is it Florida, this is say Orlando, Florida, where they're playing in the dome and there's no crowd. So that means any team can actually do better, especially with this absence, right? But what we will say and what we can take from this is one thing I will say is obviously with Katie, Kyrie out, even I think there was someone else out uh, from Brooklyn, that most of the, their star players is going to be gone. So the person that is go- automatically is going to get the massive boost in value. Now, if you guys play in DFS, um, I, I don't personally pr- promote it, you know, because of the faith that, I you know, we carry, or at least for me, for sure, I don't, you know, carry the faith of Christ. If you play DFS, that's, you know, that's to each his own. Um, but if there, if you, like I said, if you do, uh, Karis LeVert should be the massive winner here, right? He's going to get the usage rate. He was doing, he was, he started, he had like weird spots in the season. If you guys remember in fantasy, if you own, if you, if you have him rostered on your team that he would, he was started out pretty good. Then he just started to just really suck. But as before that, you know, the season kind of started slowing, you know, with this situation happened, he was starting to pick up and getting hot. But anyways, he's going to be a good player for your team uh, if you if you have him rostered on your team. But this also puts a little bit of a slight um, hold on it. And what I mean by that, it, maybe his usage rate is not going to take a massive spike. It's still, trust me, he's still going to get a nice usage rate, but not like the spike it could have been because they just signed Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is that player that has been around, it seems like forever. And I think one of his last games, he dropped like a, a 51 point game. I don't know, something before like the this, this season, but per, his, per I'll say this, per his 36 numbers, um, and when he plays, Without Devin Booker, uh, what was it? Was it Phoenix at the time? Well, anyways, in 2018, 2019, I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place. Uh, his per 36 numbers, this is, check, check this stat line out. 23 points, 23.4 points, 2.8 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 3.2 snipes, and a usage rate of 24.8. Now, this is a – this is okay, again – I don't promote DFS, but again, if you do play that, this guy is going to be a sneaky DF or DS, DFS, yeah, I'm about to say Nintendo DS. Uh, he's going to be a perfect guy to to basically get on a cheap, on a DFS run because it looks like the Nets are going to utilize him, right? They're not going to just sign these guys off the street and not really utilize them. You know, they're not going to inject the young talent. I mean, it, it would make sense to see what the young talent would do in uh, Brooklyn, especially with Dinwiddie uh, having the COVID. You know, and let me just go back to that and transition real quick. So uh, DeAndre, that was the other guy. DeAndre Jordan is not going to play. So I guess Jared Allen too. Jared Allen is going to be the guy that's going to get a nice, well, he's not a usage rate guy, but he should get some more stats across the board. But... I'm just trying to like if you're signing Jamal Crawford, that means you, you won't get like the one of the guards that I wanted to see, like Chris Chizosa, 
uh, to get some playing time. And again, if you guys didn't know, Hooked on Phonics, so I probably said his name wrong, but that is something to see. And I wanted to mention, and then also, not only did they uh, sign Jamal Crawford, I think literally afterwards, as recording with reports, is Michael Beasley. I just want to make sure that I'm seeing this right. They signed him also? Michael Beasley. Wow. So that also means players like uh, Rodion's Karuks doesn't look like they're going to utilize him. They, they, they don't. Oh, yeah, and I meant to mention that if I didn't say that already. Tareem Prince, the Prince of All Saints, he's not, he's tested positive for COVID-19, so he's not going to play for the Nets. So maybe this is why they they really are desperate, you know, getting these players off the streets. And I was just hopefully, you know, hopefully they would utilize maybe Karuks, what I like to also call him Crusty the Clown, uh, Crusty the Clown, Justin Anderson, doesn't seem that way. Maybe even Nick Claxton, but they were just like, no, we just want to try to make the playoffs and do. I don't, I don't understand Brooklyn. I'll just be honest with you and transparent. I really don't get it. But hey, maybe they know something that you know. Like I said, who knows who how good some team is going to be this year? Well, not this year, but this restart season. So looks like Brooklyn. This is what they did. Um, Michael Beasley and Jamal Crawford. That's who they signed in the presence. Of, or excuse me, in the absence of all these players in Brooklyn. So it's going to be an interesting thing to look at. I will be really eyeballing the situation. Okay, so let's move forward. And the player that I want to mention here, uh, I think it's important. Obviously, we know that uh, Victor Oladipo is not going to uh, join the restart of the season, which is tough. But on the positive side of things, Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm in the middle Brogdon, uh, it looks like he's uh, recovered from the COVID, so he's ready for the restart in Indiana. And I know that he started to slow down in fantasy because he was hot beginning of the season. I know everybody loved it if you had him on your team. And I think he should get a little bit better because he started to cool off as he was playing, excuse me, and he was getting adjusted with playing with Dippo in the court. So Indiana is going to be interesting for sure next year. But as far as this year, and Dippo out, it's it's a little bit difficult. It's, it's more a little bit of a rocky road for them. All right. And just a few more players, and we'll get closer to wrapping things up here. Brandon Clark, uh, the pre-injury with him, he still feels the same, which is a, a weird thing in Memphis. I just kind of never really understood this quad situation. It's just one of those things that has he has mentioned it, and he, he said he still feels kind of like the, like the pre-injury, so he's going to play through it. So there's nothing really much to say about anything else. But as far as Brandon Clark is, he's a good dynasty player to have on your team because once he gets – I mean, he's he was getting the minutes this year, but once he gets like – listen, if he gets like 32 minutes eventually or like – Anything past an average of 30 minutes, that, that dude is has the potential to be a fantasy monster. So, um, And that's pretty much all, man, that's all uh, formats, I believe, in fantasy, whether it's a nine-cat league, um, rotisserie, ugh, that's, I guess that's disrespectful for me to say rotisserie league, um, head to, or points league. So that's just something to keep that in mind, okay? All right, and... This this piece of it, uh, this news is really interesting to hear this. I, I just never kind of baffled me when I, I wouldn't say baffled, but when I looked at this news, I just like, you know, there's no need to really juice this orange on this subject. But Nick Nurse, the coach of the, the Raptors, he's excited about Kyle Lowry. He's looked so good in the workouts. And this is his quote. 
And I quote, he's looking awesome, like really awesome, Nurse said. He's really working hard. He's going at it every day, very early in the morning. I hope that that sounded good for you guys. But I'll I just be honest with you guys. Like, I, as a coach, they got a championship. They feel good. They got their championship with Kawhi. Now, you know, who else is there? I mean, they have the, the younger talent. Like, we know Fred Van Vliet is an excellent fantasy contributor now with other players on Toronto. So the the veteran, the juju or the juice goes to Kyle Lowry. So it only makes sense for the coach to talk him up. But like to talk him up like this, I I, I don't know. I think it's funny. But Kyle Lowry, as you, he's he's a good player. Uh, he's overcome a lot of obstacles as far as like injuries. But it seems like he's always been riddled with injuries here and there, little knacks. But Toronto, as you guys know, they are going to run a sweatshop. And for those that are new to this podcast, a sweatshop, they basically want to run these players to the ground. Kind of like, uh, who used to do that? Tim, was it Tom Thibodeau used to do that in Chicago back in the day, just running his players to the ground, just um, having them out there, for, his starters out there for like 38 minutes a game. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm obviously um, being, it's a little sarcastic, but honestly, it's, it's secretly the truth. He would have those guys out there for heavy minutes. And that's what a sweatshop is here. But that's what Nick Nurse kind of does in Toronto. And honestly, it feels good in fantasy, but at the same time, it kind of sucks because that puts the risk on the player's body and that risk could come on your team as a potential injury. And that's what we always try to avoid. But I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know if we're going to always try to avoid it because we want to get those extra, squeeze those extra stats anywhere that we can, right, in fantasy. But as far as, far as Kyle Lowry is concerned, um, I will. I guess I'll spin it in a dynasty format real quick on him. He's he's up there in age. I believe he's like 34 now, maybe even 35. Wouldn't be surprised. He's a win now player. Uh, that that's that is what it is. Redraft next year. Shoot, uh, he's still he should be still like a third, fourth round player. Like, honestly, he's, he's a good fantasy player. You know, him and Fred Van Vliet are working it out, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. So we'll leave it there. Uh, transition. We're almost transitioning to the clutch shot. Thank you guys for tuning in. Okay, so Clay Thompson says he's 100%. I won't talk about this too much. I think it's just good news to talk about Clay Thompson because uh, he's been out the whole year, right? We, we know when they were in the championship uh, that year with, uh, or in the playoffs that year with, um, was it the championship with Kawhi? Man, against was it against the Raptors at the time? Anyways, yeah, I believe it was. He he really, man, he really was it Tory's ACL. And I, I got to I'm sorry, I'm going back and forth dancing. Apologies, guys. It, well, it was his. We just know it was his left knee. But anyways. Maybe it wasn't in his ACLs, his knee, I suppose. But uh, he should be he should be good. He said he's 100%. <sighs> Golden State's going to be an interesting team next year. And honestly, here's another thing. They almost seem like they're going to be written off, but they're going to be a really good team. They're going to be a playoff team next year. I think it's fair to say, right? Klay Thompson, Curry, Draymond, Draymond Green, and Wiggins, right? And they, they found something in... Pascal, Eric Pascal, they just have some, they got some pretty decent role players around that team. So I'm going to be interesting to, or it's going to be interesting to see how Golden State is. But uh, to hear Clay Thompson is back, the sniper, 
it's good. It's a good sight to see. And uh, if you're a Golden State fan, you're probably feeling good about it. Uh, actually, I need to touch up on this. Dwight Howard option will play in Orlando. Oh, Garlic Jr. Looks like he's going to play in Orlando too. So is Brandon Ingram. Nothing else to really. Uh, yeah, Kelly Oubre. He's not. He looks like he's ruled out with the knee still. Uh, that's. I think that's really all I need. So, okay, let's go ahead and get into the clutch shot uh, in transition. Yeah, the clutch shot is just pretty much uh, Jonathan Isaac. You know, we kind of like wondered, is he going to like come back or are we going to just keep hearing this dance in Orlando? It kind of made sense that he's unlikely to play. That's that's what's being said. He's still rehabbing his knee. That is a little concerning, but I mean, in a dynasty format, I, I don't care. He'll, he'll be fine. Hope, well, I don't want to say I, I don't care because we should care because something bad could still be happening with this knee. But I will say that he should be solid for you in the future, especially if you're in the, the long haul in a dynasty format that you're building for the future. And he is a guy that I definitely love. You should love not just because I love him, but he gives you that nine. He gives you that uh, that that solid. Let's see how am I trying to say? It? They, he gives you that triple one threat, right? Gets you that snipe, gets you that steal, gets you that block. A triple one threat. He can fill up the the categories, the nine cat leagues. If he can get his usage rate up, it might be game time. But it, that's just wishful thinking. That's not his mo. But maybe it could potentially be in the future for him. So. It looks like he will not play, but that's okay. Just try to buy. Listen, if you're going to try to make any trades in any of your leagues, you know, to get the juices flowing in a dynasty format, I would say dial up a GM. They're going to probably want an arm and a leg from you. I mean, I can understand that, but just see what the cost for Jonathan Isaac would be. Just entertain it. Just a suggestion. And I guess that's pretty much my. No, it's just that's just a, the dynasty outlook. My clutch shot that I will take, if it is an, an additional one, I will say this. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, each time that we uh, provide episodes, you know, without with these during you know during these difficult times, I am have not been as active as I have been on Twitter. So forgive me, but listen, you can always ask me a question. Uh, I'll accept DMs. All times, I, I, unfortunately, I get a lot of those versus the the public tweets, but that's fine. Just know that you're going to go through the process if you DM me, and then if you were to uh, check out my Instagram as well, I've been sh- sharing more of the faith on there. So if you're invited, uh, any questions on that? But to give you guys an understanding of New Life Fantasy, we we talk about the faith. We talk about fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy football. So just for those that are new to this podcast and is accustomed to it, it's humbling. Our team appreciates you. We love you. Uh, it's got really corny what I'm doing, where we're going here, <laughs> but you got the gif. The gif. You got where I'm going with this. But I think that's pretty much it. So. Uh, you can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also follow me on Instagram, m.starkspal. Thank you guys again uh, for everything. God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.